you are now in the zone. With Taste Test Live. Hosted by Damien Lamar and Blue Francois. This was fun. Yes, already. What's jazzing? End scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Taste Test Live. Yes. My name is Damien Lamar, and I am the host of Taste Test, the weekly one-hour-long music urban radio show. If you haven't heard the show, you can listen on the air on WJCT.org or 89.9 FM. Sunday nights at 10 o'clock, and if you missed that one, you can hear the replay on Tuesday nights at 11 o'clock, all times Eastern. Joining me is my co-host, amazing photographer, extraordinaire, fellow music connoisseur, introducing, woohoo, Mr. Blue Francois. He's <laughs> 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 trying to do a big climactic buildup of an in- introduction, and horns I, uh... included. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm Blue Francois, aka Little Professor X, clock. Clock X, Professor Clock X, never mind. <laughs> I was trying to do the Batman Robin thing. Oh, so you would actually be Dr. Sprepper, my sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Okay. All right. Yeah. Ah, it's Dr. Sprepper. Introducing Professor Clark and... Dr. Sprepper. Am I saying it right? Yes. Sprepper. (laughs) I like that. The Sprite and Pepper mix. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But listen, I'm I'm really, really excited about the show and and what's on deck for you guys today um, over the next hour or so. Um, in addition to our weekly music digestion we do called Put This In Your Mouth. It's a new segment we've been doing. We have a special guest in the studio here with us, the Swades. Welcome. Hello. Hey, Hello. thank you for having hey, us. Hey, you guys look lovely. Thank you. I feel lovely. Yeah. yeah. I took a bath. Oh, that's important. <laughs> I feel mm. so much I did too, but it was early this morning. <laughs> and I didn't do anything rigorous, so I'm not quite functified. Okay. Mm, uh-huh. So... Yeah. Yeah, you know, just, just a little work sweat. Yeah. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't come too close. <laughs> we are across Noted. the studio. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm not like I don't reek of any odor or anything, do I? Okay. No, no, you okay. 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 Smells, okay. smells like nothing in here. It smells like nothing. <laughs> yeah, just like equipment. Just equipment. Yeah. You could get some candles, actually. That'd be nice. Yeah. Would they let I'll, you? I'm, I think I might set the fire alarm off or something. Uh, mm, okay. I wouldn't want to do that. Can't get a vibe going. Yeah, I can get those like. Um, like the battery-operated flicker, uh, flicker cam. Ones. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? Behind you is this little knob. We can turn it down for ambiance. Oh, ambient. Look at this. Sexy time. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, oh, oh, that's real that sexy. Too sexy that's that? too sexy. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so so our, our guest is adjusting the lights inside the studio. Is this so better? I like it. That's okay. good. Uh, nice, nice mood lighting. Just enough sexy. It's like... It's a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. Not Speaking of vibes... Blue, can you do a quick can, uh, do a quick favor? Take a moment and give our guest and all the new people that are listening to Taste Test Live what they can expect from us over the next hour. Yes, Taste Test Live is your weekly conversational podcast. Each week, we discuss the hand curated playlist from Damian Lamar's radio show, Taste Test Plus. Our podcast highlights local artists, singers, producers, entrepreneurs, and more right here in Jacksonville, Florida. We even bring you in-depth discussions about what's happening in the music industry. We have guest interviews, might even feature an exclusive track every once in a while, uh, especially by Dr. Sprepper. 
<laughs> Dr. Sprippers, <laughs> my <laughs> handy dandy trusted, always <laughs> readily available to kick some booty. Bo- okay. Okay. I wanted to say the other word. I, uh, I'll take that. We'll keep that for the kids. <laughs> kids don't even say booty at home. Okay. Um, so, yeah, before we dive into um, the recap, I want to get right to interview our okay. guests, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. We, can we, like, spend some time yeah. and find out who the Swades, who they are? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. So I'll just let, it, I'll let her go first, because every time I tell a story, I'm missing things. So I, you tell her, baby. I tell what? How, how who we are? Yeah, who who you who you are? I mean, I have mm-hmm. I could I could do the dubious honor, and I think what I'll do is let's just cut this cut to it. Let's read a quick bio. So okay. yeah, that's a good place. To know, let's do that, and I'll probably edit all the perfluous stuff out. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the Swades is the stage name for the onstage duo and real life couple Lindsay Lauren and Cyrus Caranta that performed in early 2018 this year as the way of telling stories of their life together through music. Lindsay plays the ukulele and Cyrus plays the double bass and guitar, combining their vocals to cover classic duets, pop tunes, and original pieces of their their own interspersed music with stories from their life together. So Yeah. Yeah. We just you know, we we, we play the music and of course we share the stories that influence the music that we're performing. Oh. Uh, whether it's original piece or a cover song or saying, you know, we like this song because it describes this moment you know, in our life together. So so the last time I had the privilege, actually the last and first time I had the privilege of actually seeing you guys perform was this past weekend over at the Volstead in downtown Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was dark and stormy, which is I'm calling out the names of the drinks. Yeah. And uh, I, I, so. <laughs> Mine was a says, right? <laughs> yeah, really, I didn't have a dark and stormy. I actually bought a dark and stormy for somebody else. Uh, My drink is always the mantequilla. Oh, that's well, it means in Spanish, it means butter. Okay. Ooh. I feel like it. It's it's nothing but liquor. It's like three or four liquors put together. Oh my. I have one, and uh, that explains that night. No, I'm just playing. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it no, does. You really? Anytime you see me at the Volstead and I'm drinking, like, oh, he's drinking that that chartreuse uh, stuff. Here come know. the hiccups. Yeah, and and I got hiccups. You know, hiccups for me are like violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how to hiccup properly. We were just talking about. Your cousin who used to tickle you until oh. you would get ill. Oh my and I was God. Like, Sorry to bring that what? up. That's traumatic. I know. That's... I know, but it did. It was oh. a conversation on our way over here. It's like, <laughs> what I would do to that cousin. Let me tell you, when he was done, there was some chasing of like, okay, so to, for, for those of you who don't know, I have this horrible cousin and he would literally pin me down and he would tickle me oh and God. pinch me and make me laugh and, and it would hurt. That sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. Tickling, I don't like. Mm-hmm. Pinching, I don't like. If you want a fat lip, or you want my ref- you want to test my reflexes, pinch me that's or tickle me. Mm-hmm. And, and he would do it until I vomit, and that's just not cool. Well, that's like child mm-hmm. abuse. That is. is child abuse. You know, and uh, and a combination of all that hiccups is is just just equally as evil. I don't understand why my diaphragm decides that it wanted to jump. Like that, I'm trying to have a conversation with you guys, and I'm like, <coughs> you know, just I kept hiccuping, and you just smiled and so gracious about the whole thing. Of course, you were so gracious. You can't help it. Well, yeah. we were all drinking. <laughs> it was a good night. It was a good night. But look, back to back to that night. Um, you, speaking of the stories that you mentioned, you tell. Yeah. Um, couple of songs that kind of stood out to me. I think you guys did. 
her and Daniel Caesar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, best part. Yeah. So t- how does that correlate to your, your relationship? Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because that was the first time we'd ever played it together. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I could not tell. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, the, the lyrics alone are something we can relate to on a, on a daily basis because we're constantly nauseating people with how cute we are <laughs> we're just we're making them like Im- extremely jealous that like how do yeah. they do it like you know kind like, of because I mean, there's that moment where we're always looking at each other like right. wow wow i'm still really lucky yeah. to have you you're you're still the best part of every day of every moment of really anything i'm just always glad that you're there and i mean best part is why you're still my best friend so nice. whatever we do, you're still. I, th- I think you can tell is that like when when we are together, there's almost a bubble, mm-hmm. and everything exists outside of that bubble mm-hmm. that we are currently in. Mm-hmm. And so I feel the bubbles in here. It's yeah, encroach, encroaching it's, upon my space right it, now. It's it's not it's not that we're <laughs> deliberately trying to exclude people from our world. It's just that we do have our own world, and we get to live in that one, and we also get to live in everyone else's world. And whenever we feel like we can retreat back into our world and laugh, and then we come back out and like, all right, hey, yes, you know, we're (laughs) business people, (laughs) you know, we're professional, you know, and then we'll go back and and, and laugh. I appreciate you sharing your world with with me (laughs) Saturday night because it was it was it's very rare that you actually get a chance to see a couple, individuals that are in love, make music together. I mean, there's there's several power couples like name one. What's, who's a power yeah, couple that makes calls music? Jay-Z and Beyonce. That's the yeah. first that people the first think and of. First top, top of mind marketing. But you can go back in the day and you can say Cher and Bono, man. Yeah. Like the, the, okay. It's, it's hey, so, I, got, I got you, We're babe, not basing things on talent. <laughs> no. I got you, babe, was written in love. <laughs> we haven't covered that one yet, but we should just yet. for the I got you, babe. I'm already working on it. Okay. <laughs> one of my favorite groups that I, I think I've played them on, the, on my show a couple times ago um, was... Uh, they used to be called Shrift, and then they changed the name to Zeep. Oh, okay. And they're a Portuguese group, um, mm. Chris Franck and Nina Miranda. Oh. And they, they sing Portuguese and, Eng- Portuguese and English, and they are, I hope they're still together. But they make great amazing. music. Like, you have to listen to Shrift uh, from 2006. It's called Lost in the Moment. Must mm. listen to that album. It will liberate you. It's a great album for, um, like, 8 o'clock sun- Sunday morning. Okay. All right. Put it on early if you're up early. It will help you get into your day. It's just <laughs> I'm writing it down. Yeah. Shrift. Shrift. Yeah. Lost in the moment. Lost in the moment. So um that's another power couple and they created wonderful symphonic music and um of course Beyonce and Jay Z, as you mentioned, Sonny and Cher. Yeah. yeah. So what's the the name, the suede's, where did that come from? <laughs> well, you know Wait, hold, hold on, I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna interrupt you. Because why did you both laugh at the same time? <laughs> because we <laughs> because both the know the process. story. It was like, really funny. The process. Okay. Yeah. Look, look, I'm sorry. I mean, sorry for the interruption. Yeah. The suede. Yeah. Well, so we're sitting around. We're just kind of sitting around in the kitchen, throwing back different names here and there. Like, well, what should we call ourselves? We just want to play together. You know, what we call ourselves isn't that important, but it kind of is. And so we're just thinking, oh, what's some cool names? It should just be something short sweet straight to the point so we you know i don't have to i don't want to have to spell it out like my last name (laughs) (laughs) you know and i think you came up with it didn't you Lindsay? well yeah there was a number of of names that we had come up with and 
the test was Googling to see what had already become a domain for somebody else. Yeah, that was true. Oh. And so yeah. we had had a couple other names. I think The Willows was one of them. I, I don't even remember. Someone took it. Um, <laughs> but The Suede's was on the list as well, and no one had it. There, there was there was something similar, um, okay. but it was like an old old group from, like I think, back in the 80s, and, and they weren't really around anymore. So I was like, well, we can take it and just brush it up and, and make it our own. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you guys are out there, it's too late. We took it. <laughs> you got it and, and you can't have it back. Well, yeah, literally, because the domain is now ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's lovely. So the suede's like, does it have a meaning though? It, it in a way it does. I mean, the suede's the 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 name represents you know, kind of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I like to think of it that uh, way. Brad nice. Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They have this you know these personas that they have on the outside. And it's them as the perfect couple, but in reality, they're just both these violent killers, you know, what I mean? <laughs> who are kill each other. You know, they on the on the outside they say they love each other, and then for the sake of their job, they say they love each other. But do they really love each other? And they find out in the end they really do. Yeah. But you know, they had to sort of go through this process and actually put their relationship to a real test. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and and it held up. So it's a pretty good analogy. So the suede is kind of like that. It's like. On on the on because the surface, we're really psycho well, killers. <laughs> <laughs> psycho killers would laugh that way, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, we the Swades is us putting ourselves out there. We market ourselves, and it's it for me. It's I guess it's it's hard to to have that transparency about yourself to the public, and and put yourself out there for people to critique and stuff like that. But the Swades allows us to do that, and then we still have our bubble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, but we give you the best that we can give you, you know, which is why we tell the stories and we, we share the music. That's so. beautiful. That's a, it's a, I love it. Yeah. Um, so I'm very careful not to ask if you can tell me about you two individually. Sure. Um, because obviously music is the, is the foundation of your relationship and it's something that you, you do mm-hmm. all the time, I'm sure. Um, when people aren't looking and you're not behind microphones, there's probably music making as well. Yes, all the time. All the time. So, um, so Lindsay, can you take a quick moment and just tell us what what you've been doing? Who are you? Like, I, you, I just I just met you this year. Yes. Um, and I'll give you a little bit of background for those of how I met Lindsay. I actually had a taste test listening party at my home, and Lindsay and Cyrus came, and that was that was your first time. That was my first time meeting you, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's a great I'm party, by the way. Thank you, thanks. Um, it was a good, it was a good party, mm-hmm. um, and and it's just you, you walked in. It was so familiar, refreshing, and having some of my other friends who were there that knew you. It was just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, we, you know, I call it overlapping circles of influence. Right. You know, how come this this circle didn't overlap before now? But it's okay. Everything mm-hmm. happens when it's supposed to. It, it is. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about you. Um, for the last 10 years or so, I've been, for my entire life, I've been singing either in choirs or little groups here and there. Um, and then in my adulthood, I joined local bands where I could and, and sang where and whenever I could just because it was my, my outlet. Um, that wasn't quite doing it for me, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because I wasn't playing an instrument at the time, so I was always at the mercy of their music and, and their writing and their instruments, and 
it was very rarely my personal cup of tea. So yes, I'm singing, but I, am I really getting what it is that I'm looking for? And the answer was no. So I, uh, I actually started uh, teaching group fitness, which was an incredible outlet for me because I grew up in gyms. Just my background is is heavy in either martial arts or physical fitness, and um, getting the opportunity to put a microphone on and and coach people through that journey with me was really exciting. But I also found myself singing a lot through my classes. <laughs> now, of course, my clients loved it. I yes. mean, they're just like, "Oh, it's like a show." And I'm like. Why am I still performing but not performing? Like here, here I am still kind of doing what I love. Still doing what I love but kind of doing what I really, really love. Mm -hmm. So I started doing theater. And it was all community theater at first just because I was trying to get my feet wet and see what I was actually good at. Um, I did go to Douglas Anderson, but just for my freshman year, so I wasn't. Yeah, whoop. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> thoroughly steeped in in their theater. I was. My time there was spent in in choral competitions, so singing a lot of Latin. Um, so theater was an adult venture, and I fell in love with it. It was the one place that I could be as dramatic as I am naturally. Mm -hmm. I could sing, dance, act, play with wigs and costumes, and and what's what's even better is the audience really really loved it, and they loved what what brand of theater that I was bringing to the table, and so. My journey led me out here to Jacksonville where I started working with the Alhambra Theater and working on a more professional track, which just took everything to the next level. And as much as I loved that because it was a stage I had dreamed of working on, I still realized that I wasn't quite doing it. I was like, I love this. Why am I still feeling like I'm not quite there yet? Mm -hmm. And uh, I had... Uh, a banjo that was gifted to me at random. That's a whole other story. But because of my wee little tiny hands, I could not quite grasp that instrument to save my career. So I went to a guitar center and I traded it in for a ukulele and taught myself how to play. And I realized that that's what I was waiting for, was the opportunity to take my take my journey on on a more um, self-guided path. Mm -hmm. uh, these are the songs I've been singing in the shower for the last 20 years. That's my set list. And I joke about that when I'm playing is like, I hope you like these songs because I've been singing these to myself for years. Yeah. And now I finally get to stand up and sing them on my own with my own setup. And as much as I love playing with Cyrus, he's taught me how to take that and, and make it a more realized vision for mm -hmm. myself, which mm -hmm. was which is really incredible. And I, and I didn't walk away from theater at all. Um, I still love it and audition as much as I can, but it was liberating to be able to be on a stage and see people enjoy what I'm doing as just myself instead of a character that I'm playing. Right. Um, and theater isn't always kind to us uh, ethnically ambiguous right. individuals. Well said. Yeah. A lot of times I'm too white or too black to play the roles that I've always wanted to play. And, that can be discouraging, but it is what it is. That's the industry. Like, mm -hmm. no matter how many times I auditioned for American Idol X, Y, or The Voice, and every <laughs> other reality show you can name, that wasn't my path, mm -hmm. and that's okay. So I, uh, actually, that's how I met Cyrus, was I was doing theater. He came to one of my shows and was just that guy in the audience that matched his bit emoji identically. So yeah. he was easy to point out. Um, 
but it was nice to see it was nice to to meet him while I was doing it was actually one of my most favorite shows the Rocky Horror Picture Show and it was it was a moment where I'm being the most true to myself I can be I know that I'm still up here playing a character but this is my all-time favorite show it's my fifth time doing it I'm yeah. rocking it out we're at a whole new venue it's it's loose it's raw and if you are ever going to see me at one of my best moments you you picked a good one so hey yeah Awesome. I love it. That's a beautiful story. I mean, it talks it talks about the the undulating journey yeah. of uh of finding your path and finding that thing that that is your purpose. And a ukulele, who would have thought? I would have never thought. <laughs> I would have never Does thought. Does your ukulele have have a name? Unicorn. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like you like it? Yeah. That's, just, a, that's a pretty good name. I love just it. Just me and Unicorn. There's a composition book that's full of uh, just all my core charts, and it's the book of Unicorn. So, nice. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a great story. <laughs> Thank you. The book of Unicorn. Okay. All right. Cyrus. He's. It, it, by the way, I'm going I'm to try to paint the picture for everybody out here in, in podcast radio land. Um, he's sitting here looking with the look of enamored affection. Mm. And appreciation. Mm. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, that's all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. So um, I, I have to say, I've, I've, I've known you a lot longer than I've known Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen him like this, Lindsay. Never. Whatever you're doing to it, never. keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell us anything. We just like seeing it. We like this version of Cyrus. <laughs> So Cyrus, uh, do do um, us an honor and, and, and give us a little bit of background, a little bit of history on you, your contribution to music, and sure. tr- try to end in the same place. Okay. All right. Well, um, like Lindsay, obviously I've been in music since since I was a kid, and uh, I, I'd say it probably started with my parents because my parents were both musicians. Uh, my dad played a little bit of flute. My mom played a little bit of guitar and piano, and she's a gospel singer, still sings to this day. She gives me goosebumps when she sings, and um, that that instilled in me the foundations of my my musical background, which was gospel and jazz and classical and opera uh, and soul music. Pretty much, that was what was in the house. That's what I could listen to anyway. Was <laughs> the CDs <laughs> that were available. So um, I, I I took that, and when I was in my late teens, I began to develop my talent on piano uh, that was just the instrument that I was drawn to but ever since I was like a preteen and started discovering jazz I'd always wanted to play the double bass the double bass was the instrument that I heard the most when I was listening to jazz it was the thing I was listening to and the thing that I was emulating in my head because the the bass even if all the other instruments are just playing you know one chord at a time the bass is always carrying the rhythm mm-hmm. and the melody it's got its own melody doom, 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 doom. it just keeps going keeps going like a train so that will be what was in my head and i was always attracted to it, even though i never had access to a bass so i started on piano because that's what i had access to um we always had a piano in the house growing up so I would just kind of float to it, and then music that I was listening to, I just kind of pick it out until eventually, I was able to develop my my uh, playing ability, and and that really mostly happened in in church in the church world. Um, once 
once I moved from there, I ended up <clears throat> starting, you know, a band or two here in, in Jacksonville. Mm, mm, and <laughs> <laughs> Blue's having a moment. <laughs> I, I take it you heard him play live. I'm going to be going when he's done. Oh, <laughs> he's going to let him finish. I'll tell you, you know, you know, I've been here long enough that I have a pretty far back history here with Jacksonville and yeah. the different bands that I've worked with. One of the earliest bands that I worked with was called The Musicologists. And that was, it's almost like legendary now in Jacksonville because it's like, do you remember that? I was going to talk about it. <laughs> wow. But it's like so throwback. And that, and in that band, I played electric bass mm-hmm. and a little bit of keys. And What, y'all playing at Three Layers? We we played, no, we never played at Three Layers, but we played all over. We, yeah. we played we played mostly in Five Points. Five and, a, okay. and a lot of the original members of that band. Remember we met in uh, with the guy on the bicycle? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's <laughs> to the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I remember. It's interesting. That band had a cult following, and it was all about the culture. And everyone that was in that band eventually went off to do different, different things. Thing. Great you know, You know, the, all, you name them. The you bases, name them. The the bass guy. All the big bands in town have members from that band, that mm-hmm. original Top band. Top of the Cancer got the, yeah. Yep. Yep, he got all, two of your people from that. Yep, it was is oh, yeah. Man. That was like the beginning of a lot of other bands that went on to do great things in Jacksonville. So from there, I left that band to go to the Bahamas, and I took like a contract gig there for that lasted a little over a year. And when I came back, um, I just I was trying to rediscover myself spiritually and musically, and I stepped away from playing in churches. I kind of stepped away from playing piano. I was writing music on guitar, and and that's when I met uh, Tommy, mm-hmm. and ended up writing a bunch of original music for guitar, and uh, trying to produce stuff. And over the years, I would just pick up different instruments and gravitate to them. I started I started working with different kinds of genres, folk music. I started working with rock bands and. Uh, and from there, they they just let me play with all different kinds of stuff. Harmonica. I mean, they just was like, yeah, can you play this? I was like, no, but I'll learn. <laughs> I'll never say no because I'm. Awesome. I like the challenge because it's fun. Yeah. So kind of like food. I mean, it's my understanding you're you're a chef. I mean, you you cook at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at home. At but home. it's the same way. I mean, I I I'll, somehow I always come back to attributing music to food because you can you can replace the word food with right. music and you can talk about the same exact thing and just as passionately yeah so you, you've you've been mixing and, and creating different recipes with different instruments and and that's how you've become like really a masterful musician right if, yeah eventually and translating what i learned from each one to the to the others they all bleed into one another mm-hmm. so when i when i did meet Lindsay at the time i was i was just mostly doing weddings and cover gigs and stuff and uh and I was I was I actually contacted her about, you know, doing some work at the Alhambra since I knew that she was uh, working there. And uh, so when I went to go see her, uh, that was that was the beginning of the rest of my life for sure. Mm. Um, it's so it, beautiful. It, it just made more. It made sense because you, you know yeah. we were working together. She's she's playing this ukulele, and I'm like, man, she sounds amazing. And you 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 wonder why I look at her this way. It's because I I truly admire her. Like she impresses me every day. She's she her voice is so far better than mine. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and and her her ability to sing anything just it impresses me. It impresses me so much. And then of course. My first impression of her was seeing her on stage doing Rocky Horror Picture. 
I don't know if you've ever seen that. Before. Oh, of course. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Have you seen it before, Blue? No, no, I haven't. I oh, my a God. Halloween classic. Dude, it's, it's, I mean, Halloween's oh, around the corner. Oh, I'm talking about, have I seen y'all perform? No, 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 no. Just oh, okay, Rocky Horror yeah, Picture okay, Show. Yeah, yeah I've seen yeah. you seen the movie or yeah, the, yeah, or the show? The, live live the, play? Not the show, the movie. Okay. Yeah. So the movie's cool. But you got to see the stage it. play. Yeah, that's you what You got to see the stage play. And it's different everywhere you go, but it's it's just, it's its own interesting thing, man. And But to see her in it playing Magenta... <laughs> and magenta <laughs> yeah okay she's she's on stage she's looking amazing amazing As he bites his lip <laughs> amazing okay and and singing singing her butt off and dancing and acting and i'm just like wow how bold of a person do you have to be to get up there and do that you know what I mean? And do it well. And do it really, really well. And night after night. And then as soon as she steps off stage, she's super humble. She's chill. She's cool. We're laughing and, and everything's cool. And I'm just like, man, wow, that's, that's, it's, it's an amazing person. That's a unique person, you know? So, so yeah, I wanted to work with her. And I didn't want to work with her right away. When I met her, I just wanted to get to know her. But once I got to know her, I really, really wanted to work with her. <laughs> so we were, we, we started dating and then, of course, the conversation came up. I mean, we just two singers living in the same place. Of course, of course, we're going to sing together yeah. whenever we have a chance. And I, I had this double bass that I wasn't using. And I was like, you know what? I could just play some bass up under your ukulele. And you can, you know, you can make that work. That would be cool. It would be fun. And, and it is. And I heard it's it. It's been fun. I've, I've, it's I amazing. It, the, the sound resonating through the Volstead. I mean, it's a it's a quite a unique pairing, if I may yeah. say so myself. I actually it, it haven't really seen is. it yet, which is kind of the appeal to it too. It's because it belongs to the Swades. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you're right. Own it. You're right. It's funny right. though. I get goosebumps. I have I mean, literally have like a moment of like chills coming down. Like uh, I feel like we're gonna listen to this a, a while back and go, oh my god, this was the beginning of something. And I'm like, oh my god, they were on my show. You know, like I'm gonna be. <laughs> you know, do you feel like that? I feel like this is the beginning of something really, really great. Thank you. Because it's it's so rare. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, I mean, you guys are prepared to, like, do something. Um, you, you did come prepared. Yes, yes, yes. We brought a couple of songs that we wanted to perform. I can hear an over. I would not, nothing more than to 
hold you in my arms. Oh, pardon my wretched français. Would you be my pomfiancé, please? Do say oui. I propose a slice of toast to eat. Oh, I propose a slice of toast to eat. <laughs> All right. The end. So that, that's Sing. actually a song that's called Pangrel, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but this is a song that's all a play on French words. and It's a play on things. his horrific My. French pronunciations. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. It's adorable in spite of. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this next song is uh, a song that Mr. Cyrus wrote. Um, it is a solo piece, but... Uh, when we met, um, we we both knew that uh, something was happening, something neither of us had, had ever experienced before. Um, and not just in a, a romantic way. It was just something clicked uh, when, you, when you find that, for lack of a better term, simpatico. So uh, as these feels are, are escalating, um, still not engaging in anything Romantic, we'll just use that word. Um, still very platonic and just trying to get to know each other and respect the fact that you're a human, I'm a human. How can we be humans together as much as possible? Um, it was within our first week of meeting each other and, and spending time together. He sends me this video that he clearly had been working on the entire night prior because the video came through around 7 o'clock in the morning. And it was a video of him playing the guitar for a song that he had written, and it was called Freckles. And um, I feel like the song speaks for itself. We can talk more about it after the song, but he wrote me a song, and it's called Freckles. And uh, we'll just say it changed everything. So... A moment ago, the guitar dropped, so I've got to tune that in. <laughs> <laughs> while he's tuning, it's okay, uh, while he's tuning. Uh, but yes, this, like I said, this was during a time where we were just just friends and just trying to get to know each other, but um, I told him that the song changed my life because no one had ever told me that they loved me through music before, and the song doesn't say I love you, but the context is there without him even needing to say it. So when people say, and after that, I was like, well, the rest is history. Cause clearly after that, I was like, well, forsaking all others <laughs> and, and everything. And just, you're it. You're it. Cool. Take it away. <laughs> I don't believe in horoscopes And yet I'm searching for a sign Within the freckles on your nose Please tell me there remains 
a fortune to be told somewhere in the freckles on your nose. I don't believe in miracles And yet I see you standing there Even when my eyes are closed Please tell me that you see What I have always known Somewhere in the freckles on your nose your nose, your nose Somewhere in the freckles on your nose I don't believe in heaven sent Yet I see the heaven strong Across your spotted melanin Please tell me there remains A foreshadowing prose Somewhere in the freckles on your nose Your nose, your nose, nose Somewhere in the freckles on your nose Thank you so much. That was exquisite. Thank you. We're going to take a short break and come back with this weights. Welcome back to Taste Test Live. I'm Damien Lamar, your host and co-hosted by Mr. Blue Francois. Yes, thank you. Um, you just heard music coming from the Suede's brand new music. I'm I'm still literally processing. Are you um, flabbergasted? It, I guess that that would be the word. Flabbergasted, because that's what I feel. I feel that over here. Yeah, it's from a you. little bit of. You, I'm rarely euphoria overwhelmed. too. A little euphoria. <laughs> Definitely some euphoria. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming by. And, and Thank you for having us. Wow, okay. You know what's crazy, though, before you say something? Yeah. Um, when I met Lindsay, she was, uh, you know, I was under the guise, under, understanding that she was an actor slash model. Because I thought she was just a motto. <laughs> I'm just a motto? Motto. <laughs> a motto. Not just a pretty face, and, man. And um, I discovered she sung through Instagram by following her. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, so I I thought I knew she acted, I knew she, you know, and then uh, with um and then with Cyrus, I don't. Well, he said something before. He said that he put together. They they used to have to me performances. It was good. I remember one time. Y'all remember you did First Friday? Do you remember that dealing with Quincy? Uh, yeah. yeah I ain't yeah. gonna say something about Quincy on this show. Oh. But um, <laughs> I remember somebody was like, 
And this is before the cats downstairs was like before they started popping. It was like we want the cat downstairs because Cyrus he don't really sing that good. So I was had the impression that Cyrus was like, and then one day I heard him at, um, I heard him. I don't know if it was on the beach or it was at it probably, was probably Art Walk or something. Yeah, like I that. think it was Art Walk. And I heard him, and I said, "Who told me he couldn't sing, man?" And then and then another time, you remember when Quincy was trying to do something at um. At that little spot over there in Tinseltown. Yeah, they they gone through a lot of yeah, lot of gone spots through, yeah. There. I can't think of the name, but <laughs> the mood was so janky and so crazy, and not janky as far as the promoter. I'm, you know, shouts out to Quince, that's my homeboy. But the whole the tea at- is piping hot tonight. Good <laughs> lord, yeah, it's it's real hot. <laughs> no, but the spilling night spilling all the tea. Yeah, the <laughs> night was kind of like a little weird night. So the radio band kind of set up. They took their time. They didn't, you know. Yeah. But man, when it was supposed to be like a Caribbean type thing, uh, man, when they started playing, it was just three of them. Just three. Oh, uh, that them. must have been over at the old suite, probably. When yeah, the suite no, shut down. no, yeah, yeah. This was when this was right after the suite shut down. They oh, sea chases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. This was before that. This was over there in Tinseltown. You know, Tinseltown. Somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. but anyway, so they, they it was a weird crowd, but um, they, they went on, and everybody stopped what they doing and started zooming. They grabbed their attention, and he had that Maxwell, it was a mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon vibe. And I'm sitting there like. All by himself. And I'm sitting like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, oh, I know where I know him from. He they used to have now this musicologist. Let me tell you something. When they was performing, they wasn't performing. It was like a jam session. Anybody of their friends in their little clique can walk up there and just jam. Didn't rehearse. Didn't play. They could just. It was like a jam session that I. It was kind of like uh, what's the group that uh the band uh Snarky Puppy. Snarky Puppy. It yeah. was like that. It like, is very it was one of the most organic music. Experiences yeah, it was very diverse. I mean, it was had, Spanish, yeah. Latin, a- well, nobody Asian, but um, when Cyrus and then, and I saw Cyrus as the uh, ringleader. Not a band lead. He was like the ringleader. Like he can get them, like the pipe piper. He can get every, all the musicians to come out. <laughs> they wasn't asking about money. It was just more so like it was just, just a, come and be and experience. It was like some vibe before we, everybody. We literally came. played for food there. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. yeah that's and, happy, and happy to do it too. Okay, yeah, it was. Yeah, was, was what was it? Uh, Casa, uh, Casa? Five, five, five Points Cafe. Which, oh, which, which was that. run by Alva, Alva, yep. uh, who now runs Bay Street Bar and Grill. Bay Street Bar and Grill. That's yeah. good to know. Okay. Did you ever go check? Them I went. Out? Um, I, I've I've been to Five Points back back in the day. I did a, something was, called Social was, Media yeah. Breakfast there. Yeah, yeah. It was ago. dark. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like I met uh, Billy. It was a magical um, place at the yeah, time. I met man. Billy Buchanan there, as a matter of fact. Billy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know who yeah. used to all come? The, all the artists, all the poets, they all used to come through there. Yeah, yeah. you know uh, what's name used to come? The writer for uh, Folio Weekly, uh, yep. Shelton. Shelton. Oh yeah, Shelton. Hall. Hall. You name yeah. them, they all came through. Yeah, they, anybody I, who likes Five Points and Riverside, <laughs> they all man. came through there. Yeah, like hey guys, like if you're listening, like please by all means, like. Tag us, right? Tell us, tell they us your favorite musicologist. Y'all they album. all know. They all know because I'm still friends with album. all these people. We just yeah. kind of we don't really talk about that time, but we know that's where we all met. Yeah. from that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wish they did an album because it was so like like you said, it was so revolutionary. You know, speaking speaking of albums, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna talk about Cyrus for one brief moment yeah. because I had a chance to experience something that. It was actually it was like I witnessed it something that that was amazing. Was that? Um, at the time, Underbelly was on Bay Street. I think it's, I'm not sure what it is now. Marks, it's. Uh, it's still Underbelly. It's yeah, just, still it's Underbelly. Be They're going right through now. some okay. ownership. I, I hope they, they, they come, to, come to Jesus 
or something real soon. They do. And um, because that that place was great. The mute, the you know, yeah. when the the sound guy was on, the sound guy was on. The the performances there, the lights, <laughs> the the whole experience of a right. live a live performance. Yeah. I think it was probably one of the nicest live venues downtown, mm-hmm. definitely outside of 1904 Music Hall. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I had a chance to experience the Ivory Lounge. Um, Cyrus, I mean, it was it was a Mardi Gras celebration. Um, what that pro- what was that project about? Uh, so uh, the Mar- the Mardi Gras thing was a separate Mardi Gras event. Okay, but Ivory Lounge was just another. It was a I call it a musical tangent because at the time I was writing music on acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. working working over at Tommy Studio, and uh, I'd been working on that project for months, just kind of like. You know when you, you you're working on something so long, you're listening back to a track for so long, and you just start it just gets dead in your ears. Yeah. And so I was having that effect towards the whole project, and I just needed to do something completely different. So I went, all right, well, let me just elevate myself and do something else, and that's what I did. I just made a whole bunch of instrumental sort of jazz fusion music. And then put it into a record. And I invited a bunch of artists from Jacksonville to come and collaborate with me. And then a few months later, it just became a CD release and a thing. And then as soon as it released, it was just like, all right, now back to regularly scheduled programming. But it was it it was like (laughs) a shift, a shift happened because I had not experienced anything like that at that magnitude from seeing a bunch of my friends Mm. perform all together. It was like witnessing a jam session that you just you just they just let you in the door like okay you can come in now and watch us you know and it, it was I don't, I don't even i'm almost speechless because it was an amazing and amazing and amazing and amazing experience for me um i remember in order in order because i only i didn't have cash that night in order to get the the cd the actual printed physical you had to buy a drink. You had to buy the white elephant drink, which was the yeah, cocktail. I mean, or the white. It was ivory. It was white. I was, it was com- ivory something, something like that. White elephant. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, but it was. It. I. I bought it. The drink was great, yeah. and I. And I was so happy. Like I got my album, even though I'm, I'm like lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. I sacrificed milk just to be able to get the album. I still have the Ivory Lounge CD. I and I never got it autographed. <laughs> you have a copy too? We have a couple copies. Yes. So we have, uh-huh. yes. I have like, yeah, just a few left. So That's a good thing. Yeah. I don't really give them away anymore because what I have left is just, I don't want to give it away. It's all I got left. Is all. Except to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are like, I mean, you're, you're reinventing things um, through the suede. I mean, this is yeah. a culmination of two great performing artists that came together and created something so unique. Um, I, I witnessed if love had a texture and the sound, that's what I witnessed today. Oh, um, sweet. I like that. Yeah. It, and don't, I don't know where that came from. That's, that's yeah. It's going up on the website. Yeah. The texture of <laughs> if suede. If love had a love. texture <laughs> and the sound, yeah. it's the suede. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you so much. I, if you guys want to stick around, we're going to do our next segment called Put This In Your Mouth. Okay. And every week, I know. Stop. You must have heard one of the pressure. No, I'm no, just a fan of I can yell. It. He's just. <laughs> That's so funny. Going off on because the it's so funny because I the the first time we decided to do this, there was an uh, a, a, another international independent um, hip hop producer here in Jacksonville called Jay Ham, uh-huh. and it, I got the shirt after the fact, but. The segment's called "But Put This in Your Mouth." In uh-huh. your mouth, and we we just he just kept saying, "Put it in your mouth." 
Mm, yeah. <laughs> Can't sing the rest of the song. <laughs> but we know what song you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just saw, it's weird because like when I was mixing the show down, I, I started hearing like the ice cream truck come. So I'm, I'm going to eventually put it, I'm going to really put like ice cream song music or something behind this yeah. track. And okay. So, um, in this segment, what we do is we talk about, it's my chance to actually do it, a music digestion, I call it. I don't like calling it discussion because it's so bleh. Yeah. I like to digest music like food. Mm. Okay. So I get a chance to actually digest some of the music that I played on the show the preceding Sunday. So last Saturday or last Sunday, um, I didn't have a show title. I, I couldn't come up with a title and I'm looking at some of the the songs. I, I just, it was a, it was a feeling I don't know, Blue. Blue, well, you got any feedback? Like, sh- sh- if the show had a title Sunday, what 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 would it be called? That's why I said I, I, I kept the word robust when I, when I was listening. Just kept coming, but I didn't know how you would put it in a tasty, tantalizing way. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so it can melt in your mouth and your ear. Ooh, M and M's. I'm just playing. Go ahead. So I, I I had to start off, and normally I start off with the taste test instrumental music, which is everybody goes. Oh, here's taste test. I'm listening to taste test now. But I started off with these drums on this track by Bane. He's an artist. Um, and the song is called Love Safe. And it was remix. Actually, I played Love Safe on the show a couple couple weeks ago. And then the remix was made by Nicolay, um, form, uh, formerly of the Foreign Exchange. Exquisite. I love that word, by the way. Um, such a great remix. And it was a, a way, I like usually doing some fine tuning because the, the show that comes on before his juke joint and it and it, it when I first heard David Luckin's juke joint, yeah. it literally transcends. It takes you. It you you feel like you're sitting in front of the radio, yeah. in 1945 or 1950. Like you're taken back in time because he includes the commercials and all that. And then Taste Test comes on and it's a completely different feel. So what I've been doing is sort of like balancing out the frequency a little bit. You know, yeah. let's let's hurry up and catch you up bring you into the future because you were you were way in the back if you if you listen right, right and then if you didn't then you come on you're like okay i'm not sure what's happening and then i move from bane love safe to one of my favorite artists crystal lewis her single dancing through tunnels which is great yeah which is really great do you like it i grew up listening to crystal lewis so to hear her now years later still sound as crisp Yes. As uh, <laughs> with you, you pick that up. Um, that that's just I'm so impressed and constantly impressed by her. But yeah, yeah she was she was a staple in our household. Let me tell you, I, I too have been listening to Crystal Lewis circa nineteen ninety ooh. Yep. This was when she was on Roundhouse on mm-hmm. Nickelodeon. Roundhouse. Oh my gosh. She was the redhead. That was running around. I need to see videos. You have to, yeah. You go, go, go look, listen. Yeah. So I probably, yeah. You, you, yeah. you have definitely seen her, and she did Nickelodeon for a while. And apparently, this is because I was part of the original Crystal Lewis fan club. Oh, okay. Was there a pin? You had to mail it in. Yeah. No, actually, I wrote yeah. and okay. asked to be put on the newsletter, and I got my first hand printed like brochure with all of Crystal Lewis news and information handwritten by her and apparently she and her husband were um, they had been married she was a singer he was a a producer played guitar he was a musician and they decided 
while she was in Orlando working at Nickelodeon, they decided to actually start a record label. So he was out in Newport Beach, California, and she was in Orlando, and they did that for a while. And they're like, yeah, maybe we should like, I should move back to the West Coast. And they did that, and then she got signed to, or their label got signed to Word Records. And Word then, with with their marketing prowess, you know, really, really kind of thrusted her Mm -hmm. album. Um, So she made lots of music. I have every album in English and in Spanish. Oh, my gosh. And an autographed copy of her most recent album. And, And in February, I just reached out after hearing Bloom, one of her first singles this year. I said, I'm just going to take a chance. And I went to her website and filled out the booking form as if I was booking her. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm Damien. I have a new radio show. And I'm like, this is this, you know, giving a little bit of background. And I would love to feature Bloom or one of the other jewels that you care to share with me. And also, you know, since I'm asking, can you send me some drops for the radio? And she emailed me back and she goes, are you kidding me? And she, within 24 hours, she sent me both of her singles and drops for the show. I'm gonna nice. cry. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. You made sure to let her know you've been a, in, the, in the fan club since she, you were. She knew like, it. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure she knew it. And um, <laughs> it on him. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's funny because like my first Crystal Lewis concert, I saw her perform and she came out, she sang one song and then she started coughing. And she's, <clears throat> she kept, <clears throat> she kept clearing her throat and she left and she went away. And she came back in two minutes later and like slayed, just like laid us all out. Well, so whatever that it was, like you, you, she cleared the throat. Yeah, get that throat clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but I have literally been following her journey, and now her daughter Izzy Ray um, performs and has a beautiful album out. Her son Solomon Ray just had a baby. Like Izzy Ray got married this year. Solomon Ray had his first baby. I knew the kids when they were before when Crystal was pregnant. Like you know, I feel like I've been watching them grow up. You know. Wow. And um, it's, I give, I get goosebumps being able to play my favorite singer right. on the radio. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So I try to fit her in as, as much as possible. Full um, and then right after Dancing Through Tunnels, look, Dancing Through Tunnels, um, I played Prince, I Would Die For You, because. Even if they want me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay's doing the dance. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not? Right. How can you not? Yeah. So that that's such a great song. Um, and again, it's it's about keeping the frequency high, right? Yeah. So went from there to Keep Reaching, which is a song that was produced by Quincy Jones and Mark Ronson that was featured on the Netflix original documentary by Quincy Jones. Played that. And then um, a guest that's kind of going to be on our show in January, Charity Lenique, by way of my friend Blue Francois here. Um, I have been listening to her album for two days in a row in the car. Like I would get in the car and Charity Lenique would come on and I'm like piped and amped. And all of a sudden I found the song and I emailed her. I'm like, I'm playing this song on the radio. She goes, oh my God, I'm sending you some, some drops. So I'm waiting on some drops from her. But I played Love's, Love's Down or Love, Love Down. Down. And... If, if you must, if you do yourself a, a, a favor, go listen to her record. Record. It doesn't sound oh, like it was produced it. here in Jacksonville. It doesn't. It, she's not going to be here long. If she's in Jacksonville. And I did the album artwork. Yay. Yeah. Oh, okay. The album artwork. Was, you did the whole thing? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll look. Nice. Man, that's, it's very nice. Well job. Well done. A job well done, I should say. Yeah. And I do her marketing on her stream, so her, her numbers are doing really good. Yeah. So we got to get her on because she's, she's burning up. And um, 
she got replayed again on the show on Tuesday night, as a matter of fact. Um, right after Charity, I played Bobby Womack. Yeah. That's the way I feel about like you. like saying his name. Yeah. Bobby Womack. 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 Yeah, those Womacks were something. I'm telling you. Go listen to Womack and Womack. It's a song called. That would be, like be a good song for y'all. That sounds like too much so. Womack too, it, it and was, Womack. It was. Womack, yeah. So <laughs> Bobby Womack's, I think Bobby Womack's brother and Sam Cooke's sister created a group called Womack and Womack. Oh, and they did a song called Baby, I'm Scared of You. Okay. And um, the first time I heard that song was the first time I heard Badu perform in, in, in Atlanta. And she's singing the song and it was like perfect. It was a perfect song in her set. And oh, the audience is like, "Yeah." she's like, y'all don't know this song? <laughs> wow. yeah, it's about magic and the guy playing magic tricks and doing magic, but it's a great song for couples. So, like maybe you should add that to your repertoire. Oh, we're always keeping our, our eyes and ears peeled for Baby, I'm scared us. of you. Yeah, I'm, it's on the list. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and and of course, since I was in the in my fields about old school vocalists, I had to find this this really great great project called The Midnight Hour, produced by Ali Shaheed and Adrian Young. They're the the musicians that made the music behind Luke Cage. Right. Um, they featured a Luther Vandross version of so amazing and played that that song was great and then i close out the set with exile this is a dj dj exile um he's known for like chopping beats up and like blending things together and that was called mega mix so uh, that was side a side b for my 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 bestie she had been like raving since she saw the concert she's been raving about this duo maybe i should call this I'm having a little side tangent. I'm so sorry. A duo? Um, the, the duo. Another duo. Another infamous duo. Two gentlemen, Sting and Shaggy. Oh, the concert that was over at yeah. Dance Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, she saw the concert. Actually, I think she went down to Tampa to see the concert. Oh, okay. And um, the song was called Just One Lifetime. So they actually have music together, though? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's I called, just thought they were touring together. No. They like, have a, a full album together. And Which it was, isn't random. It's weird. It, it really, really is random. Okay. Like, who reached out to who? Did, you know, did Sting reach Sting out to Shaggy? you have them in the I studio think, and ask them their story? I think Sting reached out to Shaggy because Sting seems like the more open-minded one. Yeah. And Shaggy was probably just like, yeah! Yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. I'm not doing anything else. He was just, he was, he was just, Be nice. He was just being boom, busy being boom, boom-tastic. Right. <laughs> Mr. Boom-bastic. Come on, man. So, I mean, it's a great pairing. I think their, their album is... what. It makes you feel like the islands, but then you hear the unmistakable voice of Sting coming through. It's beautiful. One of my favorite and, yeah, yeah. So, go listen to the record. It's a it's a good album. Um, <laughs> after that, I had to play a little bit of a. And they, she used a sample from Mint Condition. Hmm. Um, what would I? What kind of man would I be? And her name is Alina Baraz. And the name of the song is called "I Don't Even Know Why Though." I don't even know oh. why though. Mm, mm. I mean, it's it's just it's good. And uh, I, I a music discovery, and I feel if, if Mr. Robinson, I'm not sure if we're related, but if Michael Robinson's listening, listening, if he <laughs> hears this podcast, he's already reached out to me tonight, thanking mm-hmm. me for for sharing his music, and I feel such such an honor. His name is Micah Robinson, Micah oh D E Robinson okay. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a new EP called Experimental Acetaminophen. Oh, 
Okay. All right. And the song that I played on Taste Test was called Hindsight. Mm. Um, if you like Bilal, you'll like Michael Robinson. Then I like him. I love Bilal. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bilal. Yeah. Very, uh, he, he fits, you know what? This is the vision I'm getting. He fits between Corey, Hen- Corey Henry? Henry and Bilal. So he's a musician too? Yes. What do you play? Keys? Uh, yes, I believe so. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he so sings and plays. He sees. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. So do yourself an absolute like. Did, did you write that down? Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Got go it. listen to Micah Robinson. Michael. Listen to his, his EP. I believe it's like four or five songs, but exquisite, 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 exquisite. Um, somehow it came to me. It was like you must play me this week. So Micah, your your songs do talk to people. They talk to me. And then I played a little bit of an instrumental by Freddie Joaquin. It's called Hours, a little laid back tune, ready to end the show. And then I closed out the show with um, Tall Black Guy featuring Moonchild. And the name of the song was I Will Never Know. Um, Such a great uh, group. Moonchild is, uh, her name is Charlotte. Um, If you don't know Moonchild, look up Moonchild. You're going to be very, very surprised. Moonchild, Radiant Children. I'm throwing out names Mm. like... Go listen, and you'll be oh, like, yeah, that's what? Yeah, we, we they'll, 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 they'll make you go, hmm. Is what they okay. Okay. It's good, because it's hard for me to find new music. It's, you know, I say it's hard. It's not hard to find new music. It's hard to find new music that you like. Yes. Mm. You know, and especially if you don't take the time to go searching like what you do. And thank God. I, sometimes, I, I'm yeah. sorry, you know, honestly, you. I, don't, I don't really search. It in my you. sometimes, I mean, I really don't search. I'll listen to like um, I go. I use Apple Music extensively, yeah. and I scroll through, and it'll, it'll recommend things, or yeah. I'll play a radio station by one of my favorite artists and hear a song, and like, what? and I find out that the song is like eight years old. I'm like, what yeah. did I know about the song? And I feel uh. like, where did I have to share it with everybody? <laughs> so I play it on the radio. But some of these things, I mean, I don't know how they come to me. They just do. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but I'm so glad it does. And I was worried this week specifically or last week because the music didn't come to me until Sunday morning. Mm. Like, you know, I had half of the show laid out and then the rest of it, I woke up Sunday, did have French, French press, French press coffee, go in my office. And then it's all like, it was amazing. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be able to share the music with you guys. Um, and I'm glad you're able to talk about it with me so um do us a, a quick favor because i know we didn't do that in the interview portion tell people how they can find you like where are you going to be everywhere <laughs> <laughs> uh we we are on facebook apparently we are coming to twitter um <laughs> eventually. <laughs> eventually um we're we're on instagram as well the suede's music uh, at the Swades Music um, on Facebook, the Swades, and uh, we have a website, theswades.com. Mm. So it's supposed to be simple, but sometimes people don't know how to spell suede. So Google will help you out with that. Think the yeah. upholstery. But right. yeah, theswades.com, and from there, of course, you can find links to YouTube videos and Facebook page and the Instagram link as well, and and hopefully a live performance. Mm. Um, soon like so people you do you update your website with your, yeah, your schedule and everything next, as well we do our our next performance i believe is this saturday mm-hmm. in fernandina beach okay 
Uh, it's a place called Sliders. It's mm-hmm. right on the beach. Sliders? Right okay. on the beach. We got to go. Yeah, when let's is listen In the it. afternoon. One to five. One to five. Yeah, Wait, it's okay. a lovely Saturday afternoon on yeah. the beach. The weather's going to be great this weekend, yes. too. I hope so. No, yeah. I've already yeah. checked. I've okay. consulted with the weather <laughs> god. What was the day? They told me it's going to be this great. Saturday. This Saturday. This yeah. Saturday. Okay. Yeah, 27. This Saturday. All right, when we come back from Halloween or Nights. Uh-oh. The Suede's taking Universal Studios. Yep. That's what's up. It's our home away from home. All right. But, <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, that's that's where you can find us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for being a part of Taste Test Live. Thank I appreciate you, you guys. Us. My man, thank oh my you gosh. for, for oh, helping us. Bless you. You've blessed the mic. There. You you gave us two lovely jewels, um, which I hope to be able to have a, a digital copy of something very very soon. Well, you have you just recorded your own version. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I can play it as much as I want. None of those, none <laughs> of those songs are actually recorded. Mm. So those that so is the first recording of both I'll of those songs. I'll send them songs. to you. Un, 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 unedited so I'll just send them and cool. you can Thank you. Cool. do your mixing yeah. and your mastering Appreciate and then put it, it on your live at taste test you know cool uh, yeah cool. Awesome. thank you yeah. plug it up so um, yeah so Blue can you take us out we've yeah. reached the end of the show unfortunately yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna skip over taste put this in your mouth <laughs> Go we did that Oh yes, very good. <laughs> it's already in the mouth. <laughs> With, it tastes we chewed real on it. good. It yeah. tasted oh, good. No, actually, no, I, that was that was my music digestion session. Yeah. We didn't talk about the news at all. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, yeah, it would have been a buzzkiller. Yeah, so we, oh. we we'll come back next yeah, week with news. double news. We didn't no we didn't share any news at yeah, all. No, like nothing, current events, you nothing. mean? Yeah, current yeah. events. Oh my god! You don't want to talk about current events. You want to talk about? You current don't want to get me on current events. Uh-oh. Nah. No, you really don't. Uh-oh. That's a bag of worms that I closed up right. and threw away i'm just gonna say one thing just one what did you guys see cardi b her her you her uh, instagram live video no i haven't i don't know what it's about <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah it's, yeah i i saw that her new uh single dropped but i didn't really watch any of her well, they needed to drop that single oh. to uh take care of the... to take care of the bad publicity that she was causing herself oh, no. and what all the do? little girls that watch her and her mouth yeah. What did she do? You gotta watch. You have I think to watch. Honestly, I took the live down, but somebody has a report. No, I, I have it. Oh, you? I have a link. Oh. And a working link. And, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to shame on. her or anything, but I, I, I just want to say, Cardi, if you're listening, girl, <laughs> you have an audience. You have a platform. You have a child. You have children. Or you have a child. We have responsibilities. But they're, they're young people, young, impressionable minds listening. There's no need to talk about your sexual relations Ooh. that explicitly. Oh, you know no. what? You know what? On Damon? Instagram Live. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter that and say you can't have high standards for someone who strips for a living. But I'm bump. So, <laughs> well, you're right. We I already mean, already knew what industry she came from before she got into music, and yeah. she's not the first one to do it, as far as female rappers go. So, I mean, it's kind of like other people who are in other high offices, places, who came oh, yeah. from other nefarious backgrounds and are now in places of, you know, that are supposed to have dignity and they're they and don't authority, really, and, and but they don't really carry that same. You know what I mean? Integrity. So, like, you yeah. can't really have yeah. that expectation of, the, of these people when you know where they came from. Right. Not to say that their past is supposed to stay with them forever, but if they haven't risen above that, then why would you expect them to just mm. because they're now in the position that they're in? 
It's a good thing I didn't, I'm expect, yeah. expecting her to do anything. But More I'm, power to her. I'm I, just throwing yeah. it out there. Like, maybe if you're listening. <laughs> I bet she drive her publicist wild. She probably blunt. Okay, Damien. Ow. 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 We don't care about you, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't nobody to me. You ain't nobody. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I can't even do my my, my time. No, she's hilarious, though. Yeah. She's I love hilarious. Cardi B, though. Oh, my but, God. Okay. So her new single, Money, came yeah. out yeah. today. So have you heard it, Blue? Yeah, I heard it. Um, I actually... Uh, Save the lyrics, um, because she did an interview. <laughs> did she say something about throwing a shoe at Nikki? Uh, yeah, listen, let me Too tell soon. you. My bad. She said that in an article with ET, mm-hmm. she said she had to drop music, it's documented, to take care of her child because children are expensive. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I wonder what the then, rest of us who are not making millions are doing to right? take care of our I was children. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, your stroller has gold on so, it. Sell a in wheel. The, in the <laughs> lyrics, she, she says, "Of course, she takes a shot." Uh, oh, yeah, that's what I was gonna tell you. She I only listened to the, the part where she took because there was a clip on Instagram someone played. It was just a clip of her taking a shot at Nicki Minaj. But anyway, in it it says, "All y'all bees are in trouble." Bring brass knuckles to a scuffle. She um, she also raps <laughs> where she says, um, "Have you heard Cardi went pop? Yeah, I did go pop. That's me busting they bubble." <laughs> the ultimate shade. <laughs> Et published hey. that online. Hey. Her exact words. <laughs> she funny. <laughs> she, she, she funny. She funny. <laughs> She's hilarious. Mm, you cute. She's got her own brand of wit, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I know. Yeah. And then people just be publishing, eating it up. It's like <laughs> we love Cardi, right? Yeah. All right. So we, that, that's all the news we got this week. That's all. The news. <laughs> that's, that's news, folks. That's news. <laughs> Oh man! Let <laughs> me tell you, I, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this hour with my guest, Lindsay Cyrus, the Swades, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for coming thank by. Thank you for having us. Um, Blue, if you like what you heard, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Taste Test Radio. Please visit tastetest.live to find all of our old episodes and hear more by subscribing to our podcast. We're we're on nearly every service out there to include Apple. Uh, podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Please find us. Yeah. TasteTest.live. That's where we are. Um, just search Taste Test Live and subscribe to our channel and you'll get notified the minute we release an episode. And if you really, 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 really like what you heard, please, please give us five stars and write a review. We appreciate it. We want that feedback. That's how we know you're listening. Um... Thank you again to our guests, The Swades. Uh, This podcast was produced, edited, and recorded courtesy of yours truly. Also, thanks to our new production assistant, Autumn Lee, who's not with us tonight. She had a major project that she had to finish. But thanks to her, and also thanks for WJCT for allowing us to use their studios to deliver quality podcasting to you guys. Um, This episode is also sponsored in part by WJCT. They're our friends. And they are the leader in public broadcasting in the Northeast Florida area. Please support local radio and television by making a contribution because WJCT is a nonprofit organization. And in order to keep great music shows and the awesome programming and talk on 89.9, consider making a pledge or a donation and find them at www.wjct.org radio. 
that will do it for us. Ta-da. Keep it tasty. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>